Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello, and happy okay-ish Wednesday. I'm your host, Marilyn Dance, a licensed mental health therapist and a very okay-ish human being. Thanks so much for being here with me today. Before we dive in, I want to let you know to check out the okay-ish Patreon page if you haven't yet. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash OKish podcast. Here, I'm able to provide you with more resources, including journal prompts and workbooks. I'm able to give some extra episodes and a monthly Q&A. And I'm just all around super, super excited to be able to share even more information with all of you and tailored specifically to what you want. So go check it out. Anyways, so last week I made a comment about hating it when I'm struggling with something in my personal life and people try to support me by asking me, well, what would you say to a client about insert whatever I'm struggling with in that moment? And oh my goodness, I had a lot of feedback about this comment. So much so that I decided to make an entire episode about it. So, Most of the comments I got back about that were basically along the lines of, okay, Mary Ellen, so you're trying to get the point across in your podcast that therapists are humans too, and it's okay to be okay-ish. But as a therapist, you must not be stressed out as often as other people. Or I got comments like, well, you're so used to talking about feelings. like It's easy for you. You must never get sick of it and always be wanting to help. Well, let me introduce a new word to all of you. And that word, my friends, is burnout. You betcha I get sick of talking about feelings. You betcha I get stressed, really stressed. And guess what? I don't always know the best things to do or say. And I think we can all agree by now that I am certainly no stranger to putting my foot in my mouth. So we've probably all heard the term burnout. There are actually many different definitions for burnout, but the most agreed upon and common definition is related to exhaustion from chronic stress within a certain area of life. It's most often used when talking about the workplace. So people will sometimes use burnout when talking about parenting or relationship or whatnot, but it's most commonly used talking about the workplace. So I want to point out that burnout and stress are actually two different things. Stress is a very powerful and dangerous emotion that I will talk more about since we all feel stress far too often. But stress is often shorter lasting. Burnout is often really, really long lasting and can lead to feelings of being depleted, empty, hopeless, and can often lead to depression. So there are so, so many things that can cause burnout. And 
a lot of the things that cause burnout are similar or related to the things that cause us prolonged stress. But when talking about work burnout specifically, things that cause burnout can include not getting enough support, performing work tasks that don't necessarily align with your values or resonate with what you want to be doing, excessively overworking, all that kind of stuff. So can anyone relate to this? I'm sure we probably all can. So signs that you may be burnt out, right? Those signs include things like waking up every morning, dreading work. So maybe you keep hitting snooze, which is not normally like you. Or drinking more alcohol at night after work. Maybe signs of burnout include complaining to your coworkers more often. Excessive fatigue chronic headaches. I could really go on and on. And here's the thing I want to say about burnout. Burnout at a job is pretty normal. It's going to happen depending on what season of life we're in, what season of work we're in, all those external factors, it happens. And the good news is a lot of the time, burnout can be remedied with things like taking some time off, going on vacation, maybe switching up your work schedule a little bit. Sometimes it means switching jobs, but that's not necessarily what it has to mean. So here's why I'm talking about this. Therapists get burnt out too. So when people say things to me like, well, you know how to manage stress. I mean, yeah, sure. I know how to manage stress, but what about when I'm feeling burnt out? I definitely don't manage it very well then. You may also be thinking, oh, this girl is trying to get me to go see a therapist, but I don't want to go see a therapist if they're burnt out. They wouldn't be a good therapist. And guess what? You're absolutely right. So in school, us therapists are taught a lot about burnout because burnout can be really dangerous. Therapists are trusted with people's innermost thoughts feelings, and trauma. And if I'm in a super negative headspace and just plain burnt out, I'm not going to be the best therapist I can be. So in school, we're taught about how to recognize burnout, how to take vacations when we need them, utilize our support systems, how to prevent burnout, but then what to do when we feel burnt out so that we are first and foremost helping our clients in the best way that we can. There's also this thing that a lot of us therapists talk about called compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue is similar to burnout in that it's when someone who is regularly exposed to human suffering, like therapists or doctors, become almost kind of numb to the suffering, basically become so burnt out from hearing about it and seeing suffering that we like temporarily lose our ability to be helpful to those who are suffering. Experiencing vicarious trauma, which is another fancy term that basically means the emotional reaction or exhaustion from having to bear witness to others with trauma, can lead to compassion fatigue and burnout. So us therapists are kind of screwed when it comes to burnout. (laughs) It's way less, will I feel burnt out? And more, okay, when will this happen to me and how am I going to deal with it? So. When I was in Wegmans, which is a grocery store, at 7 a.m., 
with no bra on, eating a donut while staring blankly at the pasta aisle, trying to figure out what shape pasta I wanted to buy. And a client's father came up to me and started chatting. You can imagine that I wasn't my best, most professional self, that I was not really interested in chatting with this client's father at the moment. So when people say to me, well, what would you say to a client? Maybe I'm burnt out and I literally have no freaking clue what I would say to a client in that moment. Okay. So currently, the whole world is burnt out. And if you're listening to this in the future, I'm sure you remember the year from hell, aka 2020. As I'm recording this, we're in 2020 right now and it sucks. Much of the world is burnt out from pandemic fatigue related to the COVID-19 pandemic and burnt out from the 2020 election and all of the chaos, news, and stress that went along with that unprecedented election. Not to mention just being burnt out from other things like jobs, parenting, kids aren't in school full-time right now. So all of these people who are burnt out, guess what they're doing? They're going to therapy, which is amazing. Oh my gosh, it's exactly what they should be doing. But what about all their therapists? Aren't they burnt out from the same things? Why, yes. Yes, they are. Imagine having to support others experiencing anxiety related to COVID, related to the election, related to the state of the world, while feeling all those things yourself. It's really hard. So I am here to tell you some secret tricks to burnout when taking a vacation is not an option because of a global pandemic. These are things that I have done when feeling burnt out and overwhelmed during this shit show of a year. How to prevent it as much as possible. And then when we can't prevent it, how to manage it. So I'm going to share with you four big things. So the first thing is recognize it. Now, this is a lot easier said than done. You may be thinking, well, of course, somebody's going to know when they're burnt out. Not necessarily. But before we help with the burnout, we have to recognize that it is burnout. And being able to decipher the difference between burnout and depression or burnout and chronic migraines or burnout and yeah, this job isn't the best fit for me or relationship or whatever it may be, right? We have to decipher what it actually is. Being able to recognize the burnout identify it for what it is, will obviously help us in understanding and coping with it. And guess what? It's okay to be burnt out. It's okay to say, wait a second, I I need to take a step back. I'm burnt out. And that leads me to the second way to manage burnout, which is my favorite, boundaries. I promised you guys that I would continue to talk about boundaries, and I like to keep my promises. If we're burnt out at work, are there things we can say no to? Are there coworkers that we can say, hey, I'm too busy to talk right now because you know that specific coworker just feeds your negativity? Can you say, sorry, I have to leave right at 5 p.m. or whenever today. I simply cannot stay late. You can probably do all of those things. It may feel uncomfortable if we're used to just saying yes, 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 yes. But man, saying no will really help. 
I have to set strict boundaries with my schedule. So for example, sometimes I'll tell clients that I am not available to meet at a certain time, not because I have a scheduling conflict, but because I know it would be too much for me at that time, that day, for whatever reason. All right. So the third thing we can do when we're feeling burnt out is ask for help. This is a really tough one. For some reason along the way in life, people started thinking that asking for help was a weakness, which is just ridiculous to me. It blows my mind. Because in reality, asking for help is definitely not a weakness. We need help. We all need help. Humans are meant to need each other. That's simply how we're designed. We need support. Whether that support is from a family member or a coworker or a supervisor, we all need it. And unfortunately, sometimes it isn't just given to us. We have to ask for it. Therapists are always involved in some type of what we call a case consultation or a peer supervision or a supervisor supervision. All of those things are designed and put in place so every therapist can have other therapists that they can ask for support, bounce ideas off of, get help. We're designed to need that. All right. And then the fourth thing, the fourth and final way to deal with burnout that I'm going to share today is to take time away. So ideally, take time away by going to a beach and drinking margaritas. But sometimes that's not possible, right? But we can still take mental breaks. We can still find a day to leave the office an hour early. We can find time to get up from our computers and take a quick walk. So during this time of the 2020 election and the COVID-19 pandemic, I cannot tell you how many clients have told me that they get stressed and their anxiety increases when they watch the news trying to decipher fake news from real news, trying to understand statistics, trying to, you know, just understand it all. You guys, there's a really simple solution. Turn off the news. Take a break from whatever's burning us out. And it's amazing how many people are so resistant to that. You know, they'll say, well, I can't. I have to be informed. I have to be prepared, all of that. But you guys, taking a break is not going to make you uninformed. It's going to give your mind a break. And it doesn't have to be a week-long vacation, even though that would be nice. We can add in mini breaks all over the place to clear our heads, right? Just like those clients I was just talking about that I tell I'm busy on whatever certain day or certain time when I'm not, it's because I know with whatever's going on in my schedule that I'll need a mini break, right? One of the arguments that frustrates me the most when I advise people to do this is when they say, well, I don't have time. It won't help. Okay. We all have 10 minutes. We all have 10 minutes to go outside and get some fresh air. And that actually in the long run is going to save us time because I hate to break it to you, but when we're burnt out, we're not very productive. So if we take that 10 minutes to help with our burnout or prevent it, it's going to help us in the long run. So if you're wondering if I got burnt out during the COVID-19 pandemic and the election process all happening at once, I sure did. Did most therapists get burnt out during this time? Oh, yeah. We talk about it. We did. Did I sometimes feel like I wanted to yell at people and say, oh, my gosh, stop complaining? 
we're all stuck at home. We're all going through it. Or for heaven's sakes, if the news stresses you out, just throw the television out the window. Yeah, I absolutely wanted to say those things sometimes. But I didn't. Well, for the most part, I didn't. I'm telling all of you right now. But the reason I didn't is because I did all of those four things I just listed because I knew I needed to be there for my clients. And I knew that in order to be there for my clients, I needed to prevent my own burnout. I leaned on other therapists for support. I took breaks. And you know what? I had to set some really tough boundaries with not only clients, but also loved ones. And guess what? Doing all of those things helped me to be okay-ish. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.